Hey, it's Junk Man. And on the line, I have a lady who I'm a big fan of. Um, <laughs> she is the lead singer of the killer band out of Philadelphia called Soraya, and her name is Zuzu Mansour. Welcome. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. It's nice to be here, Junkman. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while because, you know, I listen to a lot of music, a whole bunch of it, and every now and then something grabs me, and I'm just, I got to get this band on. And luckily, I was <laughs> able to find the right avenues to do that, and you were available. I know I had to cancel out a couple of times due to scheduling and things like that, but uh, I'm really, really excited to have you on the show. And uh, congratulations on so much stuff. I mean, you guys are very, very accomplished. And, uh, Thank you. And it's been cool. I, I listen to a lot. If any of you out there listen to uh, XM Radio and you listen to Little Steven's Underground Garage, you're very aware that Steven plays a lot of bands, like as many as I do, probably a lot more. But he's also got his own record label, which is Wicked Cool Records, and you guys are on Wicked Cool Records and have done amazing things with this band. And uh, you've got some new product out, and you've got a new uh, single out, which I'm going to play. We're going to talk about, and also, you know, your record that came out the January of 2020. Your record, uh, "Dig Your Roots," was released, and you didn't get to tour like everybody else. Um, I guess the first question that I would have to ask you would be: Tell us about your 2021. Have you recorded? Like, you know, I mean, obviously, got a single that's out right now. But I mean, is is it has it been kind of like a working time off for you, or has it just been more of a a wait and see kind of thing. Well, actually for us, we, we've been working. Like we just, uh, like you said, we had a record come out. Um, we were actually already on the road promoting it. And we had just got it actually the we had early copies of it the week before um, the, you know, COVID was con- called a pandemic and everything started shutting down. So we were already on West coast uh, touring a little bit, but um, you know, so as soon as we came home, we still had a record to promote and we um, had to stay connected, which was good for mental health as well as every other reason um, for the record as well. But this year um, we were we were hopeful from the get go. Like we had a, a local station here debuted our single on New Year's Eve right at midnight, which was exciting. And the single came out January 8th. So it's been out a while now, but it's um, it's been just growing and growing and growing and 2021 has been like pretty active for us. We've been really trying to write a new record, like hardcore. Like we, we write it, then we meet up, we pre-produce it, then we demo it. Then we go back in, we write another one then we pre-produce it, then we do it and record it. And so we're trying to get like, you know, as many songs as we can together for that. So that's been going on since January. Plus like shows have been, um, starting to, um, be booked for the summer and fall. So um, that's starting again, which is a strange, whole strange dynamic to absolutely booking right now. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so it's just, you know, cause it's been over a year. It's been almost a year and a half since we, right. by the time we play again, it'll be a year and a half. I mean, so that was a live stream. That was the last time but, you guys were on stage together or is, is it a year and a half? No. Yeah. Oh no. We, we've done so many live streams, but uh, our, actually our last live stream, doing them fairly regularly and doing like recordings for festivals that like we'd record three songs um video and audio and we put that together so we were really active all summer last summer into the fall and 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 this year so far um the only thing we've cut down on are the live streams because we did one in january in new york at the barry electric um mm-hmm. 
And then that was the last one we actually did because we've been writing so much. So, but typically even when it's not, you know, things aren't what they are right now, um, early, early spring and late or like winter and early spring, we tend to be writing and demoing anyway. So it's, it's kind of like we're in the right process like we normally are right now. Right. Um, and just a year just later. Just a little more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you got a hell, so of, like, you got a hell yeah. of a tour coming up, too. I understand you're going to be opening up for Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. That's got to be a thrill. Yeah, I mean, right now we only have the one date, but we're hoping for more. Um, when we had left it last year, that was the plan. So, Well, she doesn't tour a lot. You know, she doesn't do a whole lot of shows anymore. So that's got to be very, very cool. You know, obviously being a female rocker, you know, she's the lady. Yeah. She's the one you want to be around, you know? Yeah, she's my hero. I mean, she always was. And um, just to get to open for as many times as we already have. And her fans embrace us, which is really exciting. So it's like you're playing with someone you want to play with. She's awesome as a human being. Yep. Um, she's a great, easy person to open for. Her whole team loves us. We love them. So it's like a really ideal situation. So I'd love to just be with her forever. But, well, you know, I mean, uh, she's got other other things too. But, but yeah, as many as many times as we are capable and she allows it, we will be opening for her for eternity. Terrific. I mean, I don't care. And but, uh, but, yeah, it's she, awesome. She's very aware of you guys. She's seen you guys live and, uh, you know, just anything like that. Are you, are you yeah. aware? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we opened for her on her birthday actually last. Wow. One of the last times we were local was like her birthday, and then a week later we opened again. So we we played with her a lot in Jersey when she we played the theaters in Jersey, and then I think yeah, and then this this we're starting to expand out a little bit. We're going to Albany, New York, is the next one. So um, we'll see where else we go. We're trying to bring it a lot of places. People seem to want it, so it's a good thing. Well, come back out here to L.A. That's where I'm at, man. I'm dying to see it. So I, I, I can't believe I haven't yet. You know, I'm, I used to keep my ear to the ground about things, but as you know, yeah, obviously a year went by where you know there was nothing. So, but yeah, do the the first single. This is just so great. Of this brand new one, it's called Tight Lipped. I love this song. I can't wait. Oh. I want to play it like three times in a row. I like it. <laughs> that much but uh it's awesome yeah it's way cool it's wicked cool you know but uh, <laughs> uh how did this song come to be i mean tell us a little bit about this particular track i know the video is out too and it's very cool and there's a big stories about the about who directed the video and stuff but talk about the song like you know this particular song what's it all about how did you come up with it and uh you know tell us how yeah. soraya works up a tune yeah, yeah. Uh, so last January, January 2020, we knew our album was coming out in a couple of months. It came out March 13th. And we normally kind of like don't start writing till the album's been out. And I said, we should we should just keep writing. We've been writing. Let's just keep writing. And because once you're in that vein, it just gets better and better. Like if you stop and then you just write for the album, it just changes it a little bit. It takes a minute. So we were writing in January and um, – you know, I had been reading some stuff and Ophelia came up a lot and I just a lot like a lot about, um, you know, like this woman who drowned herself at the end of the Shakespearean play and, uh, over this guy who went crazy and, and she went crazy. And I was like, that's like the terrible story. Like, but it kind of related to this idea I had about, you know, um, just oh, like keeping your mouth shut and like and, and not say, like it's not like keeping your mouth shut and being like somehow subjugated but you're doing it to yourself like where you're you're saying yes to things you want to say no to or you're saying yeah that's great but really you're like that's not really what i want like i i did that a good part of my my life and and i'd say a good part of like my early 
when I started playing, like I take things that I, I would just be grateful for, but, but there's this weird line of being grateful. And at the same time, you're like, but I want more than that. So it's like, it's like saying it's okay to want more than that. And I said, how can I say that in a way that's, that's empowering. And um, tight lips came to mind after we'd been writing it. We'd met a couple times to, to write Travis Smith and I wrote that one. And we write most of the Soraya songs together because we've been writing together a long time. Um, that's your bassist. Yeah, it's, it's our basis. And he's just he's like a phenomenal writer um, musically. Like he just writes these these riffs and these ideas and he brings tones to the guitars when he sends them to me that I I almost get the words from that. So it's he had this really cool riff and, and it, it just was like really greasy and sexy. Yep. And I'd been listening yep. to another band at the time. And I really like the idea of stops and songs. You know what I mean? Like where you stop mm-hmm. and you say the title line. So I deliberately wanted to do that with this song as we were writing it. And then we were just listening to so much diverse stuff at the time that I think the song came out differently. We just didn't want to do a typical like C-section. I was like, let's do something with weird harmonies. And he had this really cool riff. And then we added the ascending guitar line later in production. So it's like it all came together as it was supposed to. But it was like we were just in a really cool frame where we were listening to a lot of music at the same time and sharing it with each other and adding it into those ideas, into tight lips. So it was so many influences like congregating into this song and it was just it happened over two or three sessions and it was done and we brought it to the band and and that only took a few sessions and we were ready to go of course then we didn't get to record it till september but still um it was done and we had rehearsed it so many times and tried different things with it so we got a adequate amount of pre-production in there too which is cool um but yeah really proud of it i loved how it came out when i first heard the mix i was already knew it was one of those songs that recorded well so i was like that's cool because <laughs> there's some songs you, you think are great and then you record them and you're like didn't come out as good as i thought it would you know <laughs> so yeah this one i was really proud of i just knew it, it everything came together the right way well you so. meant you mentioned the riff on it and i'm a drummer and i'm all about the riff that's what i feed on you know i feel like a yeah. shark when i hear the right riff and this is definitely yeah. got it so let's give Aww. it a let's give it a blast man this is great i love it it's brand new <laughs> From Soraya, again on the uh, on the phone with me, I have uh, Zuzu, the singer for Soraya, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about them. But right now, let's get you into this. You haven't heard it yet. You're about to crank it up really loud. It's called Tight Lip, this brand new single from Soraya. Stay on hard. 
And how about that? Whoa. <laughs> I like that song <laughs> a yeah. lot. Can you tell? <laughs> you know what's cool, too, is that is the video you guys did for this thing. It's really interesting. I was going to ask you the question, what's the deal with the with the cat heads? Or is that what they are? You know, the, with the, what's, has anybody oh, asked you that? Has anybody tiger asked mask. you that? The tiger mask? Yeah, the tiger the mask. Tiger. Has anybody yeah, asked yeah. you that? Like, what's the deal with those? <laughs> no, nobody asked. It's so funny because uh, the director made so many of them. It's uh-huh. funny how many of them he made. And I was like, why do we need that many masks? And then I realized how many times I had to smash it at the end. And, and uh, then, of course, the actor had to wear it in the video. And then... It's just like it, it had to be smashed a number of times. So I, I understood why we had plaster casts of this mask. But it was like, you know, it was like actually a tiger mask that he painted white. And Very he, cool. um, yeah, he wanted uh, the producer had, had this idea for an interrogation type situation, a single room kind of thing um, influenced and inspired with him by like green room and you're next. And uh, for me, like it was the idea of like this other it could be. You know, the interrogator could be a, par- a part of yourself, talking to yourself. That's where it all happens in one room. Okay, okay. And, uh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's a really cool like, like It's supposed to be somewhat more even of a thriller movie than it is a music video. So yeah. it's kind of more that than the actual performance parts. But uh, it came out exactly – it had great vision, and it came out exactly as I had hoped it would. So everybody was really happy with it. Well, he's a very successful producer. He's produced stuff for uh, my friend's Hailstorm, amongst others. And his name is – Sam Shapson, correct? That's the yeah, uh, yeah. He's the director. The director. Wow. Sorry. Very, very cool. I, I, I again, yeah. I was, I was really wondering. Hey, you got to go to the source. You got to ask. You know, what's the deal? Yeah. What's the deal with the cat heads? <laughs> I got to remember that one. <laughs> yeah, I like that question. <laughs> oh man. Well, just again, it's just it's it's so cool. You know, I I like everything about it that I've heard so far. I mean, it just jumped on me the first time I heard it, and. You know, I'm gushing, but uh, hey, when I oh, like when I, I, I like I music, this I is. I love hearing that. Yeah, when so. I when I like music, this is what it's all about. This is this is me. This is what I uh, I'm passionate about. So again, yeah. great job. I'm applauding you. In Thank the studio, you, Thank you guys you. in the band. So, Thank um, you. <laughs> and, uh, I, there's just so many things I want to know about you guys because I really want to see you live. I I, I got to do that, but uh, okay. that's usually you where should it, come where it definitely. Starts. So definitely. Who knows? Have to come back we'll be to- in LA probably by the fall for sure. I would think late fall is the latest. Yeah, we're definitely being. That's one of the first places we're going back to. Any plans we, for we festivals or anything like that, or this summer perhaps? Um, our summer dates that are in. We have a summer date in June at uh, Bowery Electric. We haven't really announced it yet, only because we're not sure how many tickets we're going to be able to sell. Only because it depends on where the country's at and where New York is at at that point right. with herd immunity um but we are definitely doing it and that's going to be a live show and that's june 18th um and then we have some july dates in ohio and i'm not 100 percent sure if all of them are happening i know one or two are definitely happening so i have to check on that but the, the we do have a festival booked uh in pennsylvania for october i believe we're going to europe at the end of october wow and um yeah and then november we'll probably do a mini tour around the date we already have with Joan if we don't get more dates with her that month. Um, so we're going to have a really active fall. And the later sounds it gets it. in the year, the more active it will be. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys yeah. have been to Europe before, have you? Yeah. We went to Europe for the very first time ever when our album Dead Reckoning came out. We went in uh, the fall of 2017. It was right after it came out. We went to Spain and we went to Germany. We played 
a bunch of different areas of Spain. I, I'm in love with Spain. So, yeah. <laughs> and Germany was great too, but I felt like after Spain, I was still digesting and we hit Germany immediately and then we're done. And I was like, well, that was Germany, you know, kind of thing. It was like, you know, it was it was like you didn't really get to see much of it, but where, Spain we got to spend some time, so it was nice. Where was the craziest crowd of all over there? Because you know they go they go above <clears throat> and beyond in Europe as they do, you know, for rock music anyway, you know. So yeah, yeah, we were at actually it seemed like a festival with so many people. It was uh, oh, it was in oh my god, it was it was not in Madrid. It was. Outside of Madrid, oh my God, what was the name of that area? It was, it was like, uh, I have to ask my drummer. Hold on a second, this is gonna <laughs> drive me crazy. I'm not even kidding. I have to find out really quick. Hold on. What was the name of that? What was the name of that place? You know? What was the name when we played Spain? Like where that church tower was? It made all the noise. It was a lot of people and that like big big tent. That's it, Zumarga. Okay. What is that considered? What part of the country? What is it? Basque country. That's it. Thank you. Got it. Hey, she's hello to Brianna. Hello uh, to Brianna too. Your drummer for me. <laughs> she's, she's uh, yeah. We have like a three-four pace, so we. Um, but she, um, yeah, it's a Basque country. That's what I was trying to remember. Okay, and they it's just, they beautiful. just went, they just went over the top over there, huh? Oh my God. It was nuts. It was so many people. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, this is just a regular show. Like this is a lot of people. And they loved it. They loved it. Like Great. very passionate, very into it. That's um, got really that's, exciting. That's, that's absolutely the best, man. When you're playing your own songs that you wrote and people are just digging it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they so didn't cool. know who we were. Like really at that point, we've never yeah. been there before. There wasn't a lot of so. press over there at the time no but no in madrid we did have good press and we were on the radio in madrid and but basque country is like a whole different area of spain but it was like it just was yeah it was crazy and, and it was amazing because they feed you before and they put you up it's it's really nice Took it was too. really nice in basque country <laughs> they're very big rock fans in basque country so yeah uh-huh. <laughs> it's interesting too. You were talking to your drummer just a moment ago too. You got a girl drummer in the band. I love that. I'm a drummer, but you know, when you got somebody like Brianna smacking the tubs back there, it's got to be that's that that's awesome. I love. There's been there's been such a huge, as you know, there's been such a huge amount of female rockers in the last couple of years, especially. It's just really, really, you know, there was a time when I was growing up where you just didn't see a whole lot of them. You had, yeah. uh, you know, you had Susie Quattro, who's got a brand new record out, which is awesome. And then you, yes. you had maybe one or two others. You had the girls from Hart and Joan, you know, the Runaways. And that was yeah. really all that you really saw. And now the last couple of years, it's been, it's been awesome, you know, with so many girl yeah. rockers, you know? I think I think you'll be surprised as we go on, um, like mostly at Jones shows that when we open for Joan, the amount of young girls that come from like schools of rock and just her, they'll tell me, they'll be like, I play guitar and they'll be like six years old and they're wearing their little leather jacket, like they're badasses. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of girls who are playing instruments and coming up and talking to us now. Like, I don't, I don't know what the case was before I can only speak for now, but it was, there's a lot, there's a lot. And it, to me, that's always a testament to the idea that like, you know, doesn't matter. You can do anything you want, whoever you are, whatever gender you are, you can do what you want. Like as long as my whole thing is just be good at it. Like, you know, or work, work your way up to being good at it. Like, you know, don't ever just want to hold a guitar or want to like, we start out that way, but like, I, I don't know. I, I just honor music so much and I, um, 
you know, if I have a terrible show or my voice just isn't behaving like, like I want it to, it really hurts me. Like it really messes me up. So I, I just, and I don't have that expectation with others, but I admire it. Like, um, Brianna's an amazing drummer. Yeah, she, she's, brings, she rocks. Yeah, she brings such a, a, like a different taste to different songs. It's, it's really nice. It's always a surprise. Like, you know, you expect her to do this one thing and she always surprises you. And you're like, wow. Like that's, that's somebody who's like very conscious and in the moment of what the song's doing. So that's, that's inspiring to the people around you too, you know? So yeah. it's, it's great. Really great. Well, I have a theory about why there's so many of them right now, because, you know, everybody wants to rebel a little bit. Right. And back in the day, you know, they were, they were trying to steer girls one way and then all of a sudden we don't have music programs in school anymore. And that's where I learned how to play. You know, when I was a kid, you know, the, yeah. I took drum lessons in school and it just kind of went after that. But they, yeah. they, they now all the public schools and everything like that, they've cut all these programs and people are just kind of on their own to find something. And you know, what's more rebellious than rock and roll? That's what it started yeah. out at. So, yep. you know, yep. you got a lot of, you got a lot of rocking girls out there and a lot of rocking guys. But you know, again, my point is there's so many girl rockers out there that are just yeah. kicking ass. And I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Me you know? too. <laughs> Me too, junk man. My girlfriend's doing, been doing that for a while. And she's, she was kind of a big trailblazer out here in LA about oh. uh, getting girls involved. She started a band called the Iron Maidens, which is all female Iron wow, Maiden girls. Wow, I've and, heard of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's the one that started them. And uh, wow. she's got a metal band out right now, and she's just, you know what? There's girls that come to the show, and they're like, you're just amazing. It's just, they love, you know, I, I go to a lot of shows myself, and I see, you know, there's more and more and more girls on every festival bill, you know, that are, that are either, you know, <laughs> just playing in a band or they're just singing, you know, fronting the band. And I just love yeah. it, you know, so. Yeah. It's yeah. just awesome. Cool. I like what you do. So let's Thank crank you. out some more music. To, um, you know what? I know the flip side of this uh, particular, uh, of Tight Lipped is... Uh, I call it the flip side because that's what they used to be when you had it came out with a single. You can <laughs> tell cool. how old I you can tell how old I am, right? Um, you guys, you guys redid an old Aerosmith song. You did "Angel" with Jesse Wagner on it too, which yes. is kind of cool. Yep. How, you know, how'd you guys get hooked up with Jesse? Well, it's funny because you know we're on the same label, and uh, Jesse had called me to ask me. We had just had our release, and she was just kind of trying to find out. She knew she was having a release in October, so she just wanted to talk to me about how to navigate like with experience I had with releasing a record and, you know, kind of how to do a timeline kind of stuff. Like she already kind of knew a lot of things, but mostly she was calling about how to book tour, but she just wanted some advice and, you know, and we ended up talking for a while just about everything about what was going on in the world. And then all of a sudden at the end of the call, she's like, we should do a duet together sometime. And I was like, I've never done that with anybody. Like I've sang with people and I've sang backup for people, but I've never, uh, duetted with someone in my band like i've never brought somebody in to do that and i i was kind of like oh yeah sure maybe you know it was just an idea and then it's like i don't know all of a sudden this one day a few days later it just struck me i'm like i should we should do that we should do it like it just hit me like out of nowhere and i called her and i said why don't you just give me some songs that you have never done with anybody else and you want to do and angel by aerosmith was one of those songs and it's funny because all I thought was when I was a kid and I was on the boardwalk, they had like these singing booths and I sang the song and I was ho horrible. Like I always went for harmonies at that point. Like I never knew how to sing the melody and I just, I was terrible. And I, I remember listening to it and being like, I didn't know I sounded that awful. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so for me, it was like kind of redemption to, to, you know, just do it again. Gotta and, get it right this time. Yeah. So <laughs> and I can help. Really for, for, 
for social media back in last July, we were just like, let's put something out, let's do a duet. And it was got so many views. It just made sense that, you know, we always do the B side is always a cover song when we yeah. do the singles. So um, it just made sense to me. She was on our label. We had such good reaction from it. Why not put it on the B side of our next single? So that's what we did. Well, it's a great job. I love it. Um, it, it it's great. You know, I'm a big Aerosmith Thank fan, you. like everybody is. You know, and it's just <laughs> it's nice to hear a different take on it. And you girls just rocked it. So let's uh, let's you. give it a spin again. This is brand new from Soraya. It's uh, the B side or the flip side or whatever you want to call it. The uh, the the second single. There, I guess you know yes. it's a double sided yep. single. See, I keep referring <laughs> back to the the actual vinyl because that's basically it, you know. And uh, yeah. it's a it's a cover of uh, Angel from Aerosmith again, featuring Jesse Wagner as well. Uh, we'll be back with Zuzu in just a moment, and here we go, crank it.
And there you go. Wow, nice job. Thank you. Nice job. I think Steven Tyler will be quite proud of that. I, unless he's actually said that he is, you know, has he listened to it or are you? I have no idea. I, I, I he hope has. he has heard it. He keeps, <laughs> he keeps his ear to the ground, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope so. He's an interesting guy. Now, again, you guys are getting a lot of press, man. I'm reading like press from David Frick from Rolling Stone and other people like that. Or, you know, I, I listen to little Steven's Underground Garage quite a bit and you've had you know they have a thing called the coolest song in the world that you guys have yeah. had 10 of those not one not two you've had 10 um <laughs> that's gotta Sorry. mean a, that's gotta mean a lot to you yeah of course it does i'll never forget the very first one love like voodoo i it's funny because we wrote this album and and i basically that was the only song travis and i had co-written together every other one was with like grammy award-winning songwriters and steven loved that one so i was <laughs> He loved the whole album, but he, he loved that one as the coolest song. So it was, um, you know, it was, it was, I remember, you know, driving to this hill where you could see the moon where it first debuted on his station. So, I mean, like it's, it never gets dull. And, um, you know, we've had a lot of success thanks to him actually with a lot of songs that probably no one would have never heard of, or we would have recorded, but maybe never heard of. And then we signed with him in 16. So yeah. that's, that was great. But now, yeah, how, did that, how did that happen? How did you get hooked up with, with him and uh, Wicked Cool Records? Well, we were at the time, oddly enough, um, we were just in the studio a ton with this producer and he worked for John Bon Jovi. So uh, little Steven happened to be at one of those shows, I think Madison Square Garden. And he brought this song that we had co-written together called Runaround and like very much in the vein of like Gloria, like, you know, Gloria. Right, right. Um, very much in the vein of that very 60s oriented. Um, we were just messing around with a lot of different styles because we were constantly just going in the studio and recording, recording, recording for like three years. And we needed to do that. We needed to work on, uh, you know, our style, like what we were trying, what we were, we were just emerging, like kind of figuring out who we were. And Stephen, uh, he gave Stephen a copy of Runaround. He thought Stephen would love that. And Stephen called me for a meeting, not even a few days later. And I went to New York and I sat with him and we talked for three hours about everything, about rock and roll, about the and difference. He, and he will. He loves it. <laughs> he, yeah, he's a music guy. And Big it was time. great because he just told me what he thought. He loved run around. He's like, let's do a B side, maybe a live. And we were talking then about signing with the label. And then it just, um, after that, like, you know, then it was like John Bon Jovi got interested. And anyway, we ended up making an album. It took like a couple of years too. So, you know, by then, um, Stephen finally, when the record was done, came out and saw us and, you know, just kept his eye on us, produced us a few times, and then eventually signed our back catalog and signed us to a new record. And the first record we did with them was Dead Reckoning. But yeah, I mean, it was kind of like a weird time. It was like around 11, I guess, 2011. And it, it took till 13 is when we released uh, In the Valley of Love and Guns, which mm -hmm. we, a lot of it was co-written with uh, John Bon Jovi and Billy Falcon, um, Obi O'Brien, and me and Travis wrote Love Like Voodoo. And, you know, that he loved that album and he just kept his eye on us the next couple of years before we ended up working with him. So for good, yeah, <laughs> at least wow. for now, for good. So, Talk about surrounding uh, yourself with good company, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird how it happened. It like all happened in like one big bang. It was strange. It was like, um, Stephen was interested. And then, uh, we went out to LA, we came out to LA just to do a bunch of shows. Uh, wish I and, known. <laughs> um, yeah, this was back in God, like 2000, it was 11. So it was like 10 years ago. And 
Um, Wes Scantlin from Puddle of Mud heard our demo and also got interested. And we ended up doing this. We hooked up with him for a few months. And then that. He was kind of crazy. He was kind of crazy back then. I was out in L.A. almost every night in 2011. Uh, Wes was going through some things, you might say. Yeah. But, uh, but he was yeah. out all the time. I would always see him. But, uh, yeah. man, I can't believe I missed you. I must have. I must have you know, been in the neighborhood when you guys were around here. Cause in 2011, I was out in LA seeing a show just about every night, but, uh, yeah, we're baby band at that point. We're <laughs> really just really kind of working on our craft at that point. It's funny. Well, so it was weird that all that happened at, all at once. And then, yeah. And after that, it's like, it was just a whirlwind because there was a period where we were like, uh, showcasing a lot mm-hmm. before Steven, uh, you know, when we were, made this record and then we were showcasing a lot in New York and for like a year, it seemed like, and then it just kind of fell apart and we regrouped and that's when Steven kind of swooped in in a good way. I shouldn't say swooped in. It was kind of like, he just was there and, uh, and yeah. And then he started, he produced, he produced our live show and, uh, we worked on that for a couple of years. And then I remember, uh, Dennis, his label head came out and saw us a bunch of times that summer of 16. And then, we signed by fall of 16. We we're on the road already, and we started recording with them in January. So, wow, what a great yeah. story! I mean, great had, journey. Yeah, yeah, I'm loving this. You know, it's just, yeah. it's, it's amazing how to make it as a rock band. You know, first, got to be good. <laughs> yeah. Two, you got to have yeah. some hooks. You know, three, yeah. you know, it's just you got to know the right people, and it's just it's so awesome. And then again, tour, tour, tour on top of that. So yeah, you know. and keep working on bang on your craft. That's what it, we just kept yep. writing, writing, writing. Like you know, you you heard the songs that that Stephen played, but there were so many written that were I don't think ever saw the light of day. But we played a million times out. You know what I mean? It's just yep. we just wrote like we just wanted to write and get better. And and it was like you know, I'm gonna be honest, be like I'm genuinely a lazy person by nature. But it's just like that. You know, there's periods where that's that was just so important and, and we just played so much. Um, but the pressure, like for me, works like knowing I have a deadline or knowing this has to be in by this time or, you know, we should be here by this point kind of thing. That helps like having like mini goals all along. And, you know, you never really hit them, but you hit something else on the way, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I think that's what rock and roll is all about. Just Absolutely flexing pivoting and like just yeah. shooting for something or other yeah yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah you keep hitting somebody's gonna fall eventually right yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> tell us where people can find out more information about you obviously you got a uh it, i wanted to make sure that people spell the name of the band right first it's s-o-r-a-i-a soraya yes correct yes um it which you told me off the air that it means something really really cool can you uh can you go back on that again and, and let... Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually my first name, my first legal name. And um, it's actually based off this, uh, one of the stars in the Pleiades constellation. It was actually called Thuraya. It's like T-H-U-R-R-A-Y-A. And it's uh, it was one of the brightest, most considered the guiding star and the uh, star of that constellation. And, you know, I always thought it applied to the group, like um, that, you know, the group together can be a very powerful energy more so than the one person on their own, no matter how talented or good they are. It's like when the group comes together, it's such a powerful eruption of energy. And that's what to me is rock and roll. Um, you know, so yeah, so I felt like it really was a great name to give to the band as well. And it was more of a unit and wasn't just me or just the guitarist of the time or something. So I just like the idea and the purpose behind it, just how empowering it is and how, um, 
strong it is. It's strong. It's got sure. some pride to it. <laughs> yeah, well. but that's what it means. And plus, um, my father's Arabic was Egyptian, and that was a very popular Egyptian name, Arabic name. Um, so, yeah. It's a great story. I love it. Thank you. I love it. It's beautiful. <laughs> it sounds awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, because, you know, it, you hear different band names and you're wondering where they come from. This one's different. I like it. I, I just, again, it makes all the sense in the world right there. So, um, yeah. I want to play some more music for our people. But before I do that, I want to find out, uh, again, with the website that you guys have, it's uh, S O R A I A. I got that right again, didn't I? Yes. Um, yep. Dot com. I mean, Soraya.com. Would that be the yep. the way to start? That's and then, the main one. And, yep. Wicked, and that has Wicked all the cool tour records. dates. Wicked Cool Records, obviously. Their, yep. uh, Their band com. camp. And then uh, yeah. all the social medias. Are you guys into tons of those social media? I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, our, our handle is always Soraya Rocks. One word. S-O-R-A-I-A-R-O-C-K-S. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. It's all Soraya Rocks. Cool. Cool. Get yep. on it, people. I'm telling you, this is this is what you want for 2021. This is rock and roll. So thank you. Um, I want to go back to the uh, Dig Your Roots record again, and this song. I think this may be the one that first got my attention, and uh, it's called Dangerous. Um, yes. And that you mm-hmm. are. <laughs> <laughs> you are a rock and roll lady. Um, tell us <laughs> a little bit about that song. Dangerous. Yeah, um, I uh, that one was like we knew that we wanted that beginning to be like an eruption. So and and I used to love like that like early two thousands like garage rock. Like I loved hearing like the White Stripes, uh, the the Vines, Jet, even a little bit, a little more rock and roll, but still in that genre time period. I love that they like just seem like these wild like bands like you know and they'd start out with that like war cry and so i wanted to start with that same idea and i wanted to start the record the whole album with that war cry and so dangerous was like you know basically about that like you know trying to be the badass that like the badass woman that i know i can be and and talking to all the people that didn't think i was as much of a badass as i am so it's it's kind of like that's what it's about (laughs) wow cool yeah. Makes sense to me. And then it rocks. So <laughs> on <Thanks>. top of that. <laughs> so Suzu, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. Um man, you I, too. Really, I cannot wait to to come and see you live. I really want to go and uh sit down with you guys and some other time and uh when next time you guys are out in LA or wherever, I will I will seek you out and find you. Not like uh, like a stalker would, but you know, <laughs> I would uh I will go through the proper avenues just so that we can speak again because it's been a real pleasure. Totally cool. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. Thanks, Junkman. We'll do that. So hang on the line just for a second. Again, from uh, their record, Dig Your Roots, this is Soraya with Dangerous. Check out their new single again that we played earlier. Go get it. It's uh, called Tight Lipped, and it's uh, available on all platforms. You can find it. But uh, right now, again, from 2020, this is Dangerous from Soraya.
new from Soraya, actually from 2020. That one's called Dangerous. And my thanks to Zuzu Mansour, singer for the band, for calling in and talking with us here. Hope you enjoyed that. Again, uh, check them out when they come to a city near you in the near future. It's coming. It's going to happen. Again, Soraya, 